0: You are Locked On, Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, everybody, boys and girls, day one, in the books, Browns training camp. Uh, We're going to get into that. Obviously, we'll get into the Mike Daniels situation as we get into everything here on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound on Locked On, Browns. Brought to you tonight by Hotels.com. use hotels.com guys get rewarded essentially everywhere still some time left do something this summer be there do that reap the rewards with the good folks over at hotels.com jeff lloyd pete smith your local experts on the biggest stories today um you know how we always try to keep things as also real life um on the show here today, a friend of the show, she's been on the show, Pete and I's friend, Nicole, at Brown's Babe, you know, when she was on the show, obviously, we talked about the fact that, you know, she was a pending mother, Um, baby has been born healthy, they have a son, Uh, so, you know, we're talking maybe, you know, about 21, 22 years away from now, obviously, a top-notch. NFL draft choice, but uh, Nicole, her husband, Jeff, uh, congratulations, guys. All the best. Um, Sleepless nights are definitely headed your way, all the things along with it. But uh, definitely happy, you know, for Nicole. Uh, Great gal. Fun to talk with and uh, certainly has no problem busting anybody's chops at any given time. So fantastic from that aspect. Um, Pete, it it all got started today. And, you know, obviously everybody wanted to essentially see – the new Christmas present, the big Christmas present, and it didn't disappoint. Um, you, you got to obviously in just you know a few glimpses early and quickly, and we tried to explain that nobody, you don't understand the talent of an Odell Beckham until you try to get to see it almost every day. And day one didn't disappoint. It, uh, the circus catches um, and look, Denzel Ward had a really good. Day today, and I know the one video is going out of control, but we'll get to Denzel Ward. Um, but everything he could have wanted for him hitting the ground running, and look, and I, the other thing is, you, you could kind of tell that Odell's, you know, appetite is maybe is maybe there now. I you could just see in just a few, you know, brief instances from Baker Mayfield that he knows what he's got. Baker knows what he's got, and it almost got to the point where I think they said, look, it's just too easy to throw to Odell every play. Look,
1: I mean, I, I don't think anybody was worried about mini-camps today. Uh, you know, he looks like what you were hoping to get when you trade for him. Uh, and from what I saw, DK Metcalf does not run routes like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, he is an absolute stud. He gives you, you know, you, you got to see sort of what having a true stud number one looks like, which they didn't have. Uh and now you can have sort of everything else flow through it. And it's good to see that sort of uh, after all the hand-wringing over, well, you know, is he going to be on the same page as Baker Mayfield, um, they look pretty good.
0: This is what you make this move for. Um, the presence of him alone just opens up things. The fact that he is still the prime of his career and one of the best doing the business at the position in the game today. It's, it's essential. Look, and you, you saw a lot of these DBs, and even the one on the sidelines where Terrence Mitchell had great coverage, you know, Odell juggled the ball, still came down with it. Look, these DBs are going to get some really, really good work this year. And, look, we kind of went through this last year. You know, it seemed like they were getting pretty worked in the summertime. Uh, but that's good because, you know, on game days it showed up, and it showed up pretty well for these guys, you know, obviously with the strong competition they had during the summer. But there was – and even the Ward one that led to the touchdown – you know, Denzel Ward just you know kind of gave one of these looks like afterwards, like, "Well, I ain't seen that before, or it, not many dudes I've ever seen do that." And it was just like, "All right, we'll line this one up on the next down, Pete."
1: Right. I mean, look, we sort of talked about this yesterday. Is we we want to see, you know, two good sides of the ball, uh, and and you know have have situations where you know, in this case, Beckham wins and we want to have situations where Ward wins. You don't, you know, I think we are all hoping, expecting that this is a iron sharpens iron situation, that there's a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, one guy making one move and then the next guy sort of one upping him type thing. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Odell Beckham had a great day and I I expect Denzel Ward is going to have his share of days where he, comes up uh, and, and that would be great too. I, I, I don't think there's uh, a situation like, I don't think there's an outcome you you should be rooting for. I think you just want to see everybody sort of showcase some excellence here and, and give you the, the sense that they have this much talent and you're getting to see all of it as opposed to, well, Odell, be- Odell Beckham is just dominating uh, every day uh, or every play. And as good as that sounds, it may not be, uh, great in terms of what that what that means for the rest of the team.
0: Well, there's the, there's the confidence aspect of it. You know, you don't want Denzel Ward to at the end of the day going back and just you know because you still want to keep the fact that it you know it is practice and you know you are trying to do things that you don't normally do to grow yourself as a player, grow your talent, grow your technique. Um, but you also don't want to walk out the field day after day and just feel like you've been handed your lunch continuously. And there is a fine line, and especially with, you know, with this much talent now on the roster, with this much talent going at it every day, uh, it's, you know, you got to just realize that it is just practice, and none of it means a hell of beans till you line up week one with Tennessee. Um, we'll get to, you know, the whole linebacker talking a little bit. But, um, you know, Duke Johnson, Taki Taki, already a little something. This is going to be something with Taki Taki, because I, he's just not a guy who's going to understand thud. He's just a guy, not a guy who's going to, you know, we're really only kind of going half speed here. He's going to be the guy. We're probably going to hear this name a lot more during camp where Taki Taki got involved with, it, with somebody because, look, there's just dudes that are wired like that. Me, personally, those were the dudes I wanted to not be anywhere in the vicinity of during camp, look, if it, if it meant something more and look, you understand it's going to happen, but the, there's guys just wired like this. And they are always the guys who, you know, if something goes on in a drill, in a practice, you usually can bet house money on who it is.
1: Uh, 100%. Uh, and, and you and I have both have been in situations where you've had kids or, you know, you played with guys and you knew they were going to be the guy who takes things too far or whatever. And, and in some respect, Look, there are guys that that's how they got to where they are. That edge that, you know, tenacity, it carries them as a big part of who they are and why why they're effective, you know, in, in a lot of cases it may be making up for a lack of physical talent. Uh in this case it does not. Yeah, Taki Taki is extremely gifted, but he also has that toughness and attitude and look, it, it will not surprise me at all if he's you know, at the center of a lot of fights, uh, you know, he's, uh, it, it, in this case, it's like BYU is the, uh, Utah campus of Boston college in terms of just having a guy who's going to be always going to be the guy who sort of gets the last hit in the last word in, you know, from a physical standpoint. And it would not surprise me at all if he ends up in multiple fights over the course of the year. And, And, this was day one, uh, so as that goes, if it, you know, I, I don't expect him to tone it down. I expect, and I, and I doubt the linebacker coach and defensive coordinator are going to say, you know, take it easy uh, too much. I think they're basically going to say, this is what we want from you. This is who you are. Don't, don't shy away from it. We're going to embrace it and hope that he can uh, add to his game. So, you know, it would not surprise me if he gains sort of a reputation as a guy, the offense hates uh, to go against and, uh, you know that that you hope that attitude carries over to the field where opponents hate to see him because they know that, it, you, you know, he's a long day and a guy who's going to going to hit you and keep hitting you.
0: The good thing also, though, with these type of guys are when it is a game situation, when one of your own gets in a position now where it's a two on one. Sioni Yoni Takitaki is going to be the guy. Ah, yeah, I got no problem jumping into the fray. Um, he'll get on your nerves and practices. Um, but, you know, it's definitely the guy you want to have your back between the lines when things get a little hairy. Uh, and, look, no, n- nobody's going to tell him to calm it down. You, you know it's part of the package. And, you know, it's probably something you, you, you enjoy. Uh, look, I mean, <laughs> defensive coaches the way they are, hey, well, hey, look, uh, you know, what was we supposed to do? Tap him on the shoulder and he's going to take it 40 yards to the end zone and act like he made it. You know, there's always that going back and forth. And obviously with the talent level at all of these positions, you know, every position coach is going to want the time where his guys are either had their play, had their day, so, you know, they can run their mouths back and forth with the other coaches. Uh, one of the things that I, I came away with today, Pete, mo- Most impressive, uh, I think it was Hyman. I think it was Damon Sheehy, Giuseppe. It was Damian Ratley. They wanted to work after the two-hour window. Number six stuck around. Another 15 minutes. And that's, you know, look, yes, Baker's only in his second year, but fully entrenched as your quarterback. Fully entrenched as one of your franchise Rushmore guys currently. You gotta just love that, and it means so much. And even for some of these guys who you know are very, very marginal in making this roster, to see Baker just be able to do that, a it means the world to these kids because it's you know it's something you know they're always going to take away from it. But you have to have your leaders lead, and you have to have your leaders so their word means something be the ones that'll do a little extra and not just say it's an hour and 59 and 58 seconds we're out
1: well i mean look that that is in part that part of that i'm sure is the walk-on mentality he has understanding that there was a point in his life where he was that guy who would have done anything for reps uh and and in this case you know it's a little bit of Uh, paying it back to make sure that other guys have every opportunity, you know, you know, that, that, that natural feeling of, well, this guy wants to work. I don't want to be the reason he can't type thing. So, you know, and I'm not, I mean, you could take the cynical view and say, he's trying to, to make the point, but this is, you know, how you sort of earn respect in your locker room. This is how you sort of earn the title of being a leader. This is how you sort of, you know, take control and, and, make it your team. These are little things that go a big, big way. And, 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 you know, if, if, if some of these guys don't make the team or end up on other teams or whatever, um, they will say to other guys that, look, this is a guy who did everything he could uh, to help me, you know, get better or give me opportunities or whatever. And those, those things are valuable. And, and, you know, that's, the type of reputation when to build and and certainly it it helps and, and so we're talking about it. So it only helps to sort of further him in that respect. Uh, Those are all great things, but I, you know, I I think that is who he is anyway, whether there are cameras around or not. I think, I think that that is the, the, the walk on that will never leave him that, that grinder who's always going to try to do those little things to get better. And in this case, he can sort of see himself, in these guys especially a guy like giuseppe i mean he's literally willie Mays hayes that slept outside and uh, jumped in and 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 won the uh uh won the race great contest it. yeah i mean like this is so you know when you see yourself in those dudes what are you going to do you're going to you're not going to say no i mean that's sort of a betrayal of who he has always been so it doesn't surprise me i i, I think that's that is baker mayfield in a nutshell
0: and, you know, for anybody who wants to throw out the, you know, the Baker Mayfield thing, whatever, it's an act. You go back to days like today and, you know, stuff it in the pipe and just burn it and smoke it because it's not. He's he's genuine. And the thing is, is he feels he's got to tell some people because he was doubted for so long. And that's just the package that six is. Um, Derek Willis obviously a nice place today. Damian Ratley uh, you know, was able to contribute today. Uh, you know, a lot of wide receivers on this roster. But the um, question is, is, you know, as it, pans out you know what's going to happen and look uh, you know the practice is getting strung together and, and putting together good practices it, it, you're gonna have to do something in these preseason games and that's where you know they you know whoever's going to separate is going to separate it's going to be in those instances uh word here from the good folks over at postmates and then we're going to uh trick a lot down a couple other things to cover for you guys today postmates is your personal food delivery grocery grocery delivery whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code Locked On, capital L, LOCKED, capital O-N, ON. Thank you for Postmates for sponsoring Locked On Browns. Pete, now, uh, you know, defensively side of the ball. Uh, Denzel Ward, you know, this is... You know, like I said, you know, there there was a lot more good today than, you know, what got publicized. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people aren't going, look, it's people are going to focus on the offense. They're going to focus on playmakers, going to focus on touchdowns, yardage plays, that's what you do. Um, But, you know, talking to a couple people there today, it's... The franchise believes they, you know, even more confident today than they were a year ago when they drafted him, that he is going to be the real deal. And, you know, there were, you know, a couple of tip, uh, and we definitely had a PBU against Denzel, I mean, against Odell today. You've got that guy. It's, he is, um, you know, and some people were nervous about the off coverage. There was a lot more on than off guys, so don't worry about that. It's, you know, it seems the anticipation that Denzel Ward is just going to grow and just continue on this path of just truly being that lockdown number one guy?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's certainly you want to see him expand and to be able to do some more in terms of zone uh, coverage. Certainly, he was a great main corner. Uh, I think he can get a lot better in zone. And then the other part of that is, you know, stay on the field. Um, Can you can you stay on the field for 16 games and be effective? Can you be a better tackler in terms of technique to protect yourself while still being effective? Um, I, I don't think there's concerns that Ward is going to be able to cover. It's all entirely a question of, uh, is he going to be able to hold up? And those, that was the question coming out of college. And that, you know, it, to this point has not been unfair. Uh, it's not a question of talent. It's a question of durability and, uh, you know, you know, our preference was Jerry, Alexander. I don't think he missed any games last year while being just as good, uh, as Ward was. So that's the next step. But look, he gives you a huge advantage, uh, in, in this defense. And it gives you a, 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 a playmaking corner who can not only cover, he can cause turnovers. but it should create massive opportunities for other guys in the, in the secondary. Uh, he may help other guys sort of look better than they are, which is exactly what you want. I, you know, we're, the the days of taking away half the field are over. But if it, as long as he can take away a receiver, uh, is that that's exactly what you want from him, and that's that's sort of what you expect.
0: Well, and look, you you know, you look at Pittsburgh. Um... After Juju, it's a lot of unproven. If you can say, you know, Denzel and Juju is going to be a matchup today, you know, you like the Browns cornerbacks versus what's left of the Pittsburgh wide receivers. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, whichever way you choose it, whether it's Boyd, and congratulations, Tyler Boyd, uh, the Bengals, onto his contract extension, a guy we had highlighted who had been playing playing really, really freaking well and the fact that the Bengals cut a check almost is surprising, but you know, good for Tyler Boyd in that aspect. But if you can have him either take away Boyd or and maybe that is probably Boyd because you know you're gonna give up some size to AJ Green. But you know, to be able to do that and just you know just all right guys, I'll take care of this. You all just work out the rest. And you know, to be able to do that and give that to this defense is interesting. Uh, One thing we had focused on, Pete, obviously with all the talk of uh, new defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, is his propensity to get more defensive backs on the field, and not just second and long, not just third and long. It's just the way he goes. He prefers having more defensive backs on the field. Today, uh, almost... The percentage was definitely over 50%, but it was a lot more of 4-2-5. Joe and Kirk as the first two out there. The rookie linebackers, which we'll get to. But it's already, you know, it it doesn't even seem like they're disguising it at this point. But look, it's 2019. I mean, it's... It's a lot of video game football at this point. You know, it's it's spread out. It's athletes upon athletes, and best athlete wins. If you know whether it's offense or defense, it's kind of where the game is. It's where the game is at now, and it already seems like they're you know it's already off and running. You know, greedy ran with the twos today. Carry was more the nickel, uh, money Mitch, obviously uh, man in the other side from T.J. Ward. But this is this is this is going to be a big thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is who they are. Uh, this is who Wilkes was last year. This is uh he smartly uh to this point is playing to the talent he has. He, he has, essentially
0: did it with Carolina though. I mean, just because but the only thing is is he had three really really athletic linebackers. So, that, you know, technically at times Thomas Davis wasn't a linebacker and technically at times Shaq Thompson wasn't a linebacker.
1: Right. I mean, and look, that's what he had. So, you you play what you have and that's what Carolina was good. They had three good linebackers or three, however you want to characterize them, three really good players at that second level. The Arizona didn't. The Browns have one really good player at the second level. Uh, so you're going to play the DBs and that's smart. And they've everything they did this offseason for the most part was get more DBs. They drafted a couple linebackers, but that is clearly not what this team is focused on being. And that's why, you know, I, I, This idea that like, well, those guys are the future, and and they're going to go ahead and let Schobert walk. I mean, okay, I mean maybe, but I doubt it. Uh, And and in fact, the the, the news of the past uh, what thirty six hours or whatever only makes it clear that that Schobert's going to be the one that stays. Uh, But you. All their, you know, they added Greedy Williams, they added uh, Sheldrick Redwine, they added uh, Eric Murray in a trade, they added Morgan Burnett as a signing, they, you know, they added more and more and more DBs. Uh, that was their big focus. They want to take uh, as many guys who can cover, pair that with the defensive line who can get after the quarterback consistently and, you know, and, and presumably in offense, it's going to put up points and put opponents into more predictable off, you know, situations where they have to throw the ball, and that hopefully will play to what the Browns hope to be their strength, and if they can do that, then they're going to be a really dangerous team that can uh, put up a ton of wins this year, and it'll feel sort of like the Saints or the Colts or when, when they had Manning, what those teams were their defense really wasn't regarded as being great, but it was just a really good pairing with what they had on uh, in the explosive offense, and they could put teams away. Uh, and and if they can do that, then if they get a lead, you know they're going to put teams away quickly. Hopefully, uh, but this is who the NFL is. You you need to stop the pass really before you stop the run because there's only so many ways to run the ball, and there are way 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 more ways to. Uh, come up with and create ways to pass. So the best thing they can possibly do is get as, you know, get, get that group as good as possible.
0: Um, and look, you know, obviously, uh, I believe it was Albert Breer and it's come out from a couple other places. Okay. It's okay that they're truly seem very impressed with their two rookie linebackers to this point. Um, zero pads on no in game action. Um, so it it seems a little bit. It definitely seems like you're putting the cart before the horse here with these guys. Um, you know, part of it probably comes from Taki Taki and the fire. And look, Mac Wilson, since he's been drafted, everything is is trended well. But it's still going to come down to on-field play. So you know how we get to here after you know a two-hour practice of day one at training camp. It seems a little facetious, Pete.
1: Right. So, Joe Schobert is your dude, and then you have Chris Kirksey, And if they decide to put more than two linebackers on the field, who's next? I, you know, it's not a Darius Taylor. It's going to be what I assume to be, unless something uh, you know drastic happens. I assume it's going to be Taki Takitaki. I think that is largely, you know, at least initially, what he's the best fit to do, which is be that Sam linebacker. And then theoretically, Mac Wilson or whatever, if they really want to go more specific packages and they like what Mac Wilson can do in pass coverage or a specific type of pass coverage or uh if he's effective against tight ends or whatever, they can sort of mix a match based on you know what they need in a given week. But you know, the bronze linebacker position is at the very least a massive question mark after Joe Schobert uh the taking this big leap that well these two rookies they brought in could contribute on a team with basically nothing at linebacker is pretty obvious Uh, that was obvious the you know the day the draft happened they didn't add anybody it's not like they have a a Michael Kendricks in the fold where that fourth linebacker is a really good player you know they're, they're they have nothing after Kirksey, that has done anything meaningful in the NFL other than on special teams to this point, uh, Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson are obviously rookies, so they haven't proven anything. But if that's the leap you're going to make, I mean, cool, but it's it's not telling you anything you didn't already, you shouldn't have already been able to figure out.
0: Exactly, and the one thing it maybe tells me is they're not really sure about Christian Kirksey. Yeah, in that respect. Um, guys, we've more to get here, too. Um, ways to help uh, us putting you know, all this work out for you every day. Uh, for Pete uh, on Twitter, at BrownsMaven. Make sure you're following over there. Uh, brownsmaven.com. Uh, you know Pete puts out, you know, obviously stuff there every day. There'll be written work. There'll be the videos. Uh, you know, with the audio attached to it. Go to Brownsmaven.com. Sign up. Become a member. Get involved with the chats over there. Pretty much Brown specific in that area, so get you away from the nuances of Twitter. The Locked On Browns podcast, iTunes. And thanks, guys. You've been pumping this here a little bit, and I appreciate it. Drop a rating. Drop a review. Make sure you're subscribed. And you know, guys, retweet the shows. That's all I ask. Nothing Nothing doesn't cost you a dime. Please go ahead. Take care of that for me. All right. uh, I guess we'll we'll go to this one next here. Um, Giovanni Raviz, and this dropped after we we got done recording last night. So sorry for not getting to that. uh, um, by, our, uh, by our safety from Tennessee, Pete signed his extension, and it's a whopping one, another one. And with all these deals that happened, obviously, you know, through the free agent period, and now this, and it doesn't seem like De- Demarius Randall, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the demands are coming down. It, he's got to be getting to the point, Pete, where he may just be priced out of the budget.
1: Right. I think. If you want my honest reaction to seeing the numbers from Kevin Bayard, Demarius Randall's gone. I mean, that, that was my immediate reaction. Now things could change and, and maybe there's something that can be worked out. But uh, again, it's not wrong if Demarius Randall wants to, to max out his, his value on the open market. He's seeing all these guys get paid and he can certainly it's certainly his right to say, I want to see how much I can get on the open market. And that is not where the Browns are. It just isn't. Um, they have to make some difficult choices. If they want to pay him, uh, they're going to have to let other things happen. So like, you know, if De- Demaryius Randall is paid, you're either going to lose Joe Schobert, You're going to lose uh JC Treader. Or if you keep all three somehow, which I think would be great. You're cutting a lot of other baggage. And this is where no people keep saying they, this is not what's going to happen. And it's, uh, it's okay that, and they're just gonna muddle through. But if you're if you're sitting there going, well, we need to keep Demarius Randall and Demarius Randall is gonna get this much money. I'm sorry, but after T.J. Carey and Chris Kirksey and Chris Hubbard and and those ways to make money, Chris Smith I think will ultimately get let go in some form or fashion this year to create some money. Jarvis Landry's gone unless he takes a substantial amount of uh, a pay cut because they're going to need that money to be able to pay these guys. And I'm all for it. I, I have no problem with that, but that is welcome to reality. And I mean, that, that would, that contract, the second, that contract was signed, I didn't like it anyway, because we had to keep them this year, but it's designed to have a, a, an, a, in out, uh, and maybe they'll revisit and come back to that. But that is where that money comes from. But ultimately I think Demarius Randall is going to find his way to the open market. And if he gets the open market, I think that is going to mean he's gone. Uh, my question will be, and this will be the thing to watch, is by virtue of this move now, do the Browns sort of move on from talking to him right now and go back to a Tritter or Joe Schobert or, you know, let's say a Larry Ogunjobi or, or one of whoever, and, and they start moving on to other guys or getting Odell Beckham's contract redone or Olivier Vernon's contract redone, do they move on to try to to get other things going in the meantime? But it, yeah, I, I, I think the I, I think internally the Browns have to be looking at that Kevin Bayard contract and being like, "Yeah, this is not going to be good."
0: And you almost like look at it like from like the joking point of like you know in Demarius' camp and you know with the front office from the Browns and you know if they were clay tote you know tidy would be you know you send. You send the tweet and you send a couple of eyeball emojis. You send a couple of dollar signs like, you know, this ain't going to help. You know, and look, I mean, you can never blame it. Look, you can only play football for so long uh, and, you know, you want to go make top dollar. God freaking bless you. It's your career. You've earned that money. So if that's the case, it's going to be the case. It does still seem a little weird with $32 million over the cap and maybe some house cleaning to do as far as, Contract redos, extensions, that, that nothing's been done to this point. Um, the Mike Daniels visit. Obviously, Mike Daniels is in today, left without a contract. Um, I, I put out a tweet about this before, and this kind of also applies to Gerald McCoy here. Look, theres you go in, you do these meetings, and you know what? I mean, the player may say everything they said was fantastic. But these are the reasons you have agents. And the agent says to the player, look, they got Larry Ogunjobi. He's an ascending player. He's just a kid as far as NFL is concerned at his age. They just committed a three-year deal with Sheldon Richardson. And now the player himself, you kind of, it's part of, and with Gerald McCoy and Mike Mike Daniels, it's, you know, you can believe that it's going to truly be three guys and it's going to be an even split where everybody gets two-thirds. But look, there's salesmanship from this both ways. It's it's trying to sell you on coming here. And then there's the agent saying, well, well look at this. You know, I mean, you know, and and as much as it's always about the contract you're about to sign, but it's always about maybe the next contract you could sign. And for McCoy and Daniels, you have to admit that maybe I'm not a starter in the NFL anymore. Maybe I'm not a star in the NFL anymore, Pete. So which leads to. Other meetings where people, say, no, 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 you're the dude. You know, it, 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 so there's some difference there as far as you know, just a player having to admit that maybe they aren't exactly what they used to be. So, I mean, there's this is tough all around.
1: Um, I think Mike Daniels is certainly still a a starter. Uh, it's you know, if he was on the open market as opposed to release the day before training camps open, I think he would have gotten a healthy contract offer uh you know a loop what would have been
0: deal. what would have been interesting is if mike daniels and sheldon richardson were on the open market at the same time how this franchise would have went obviously we'll never know but go ahead
1: yeah i mean i don't i and i don't know how that one would go i i, I certainly think sheldon Richardson is a better fit um for what the browns want to do but i think mike daniels might it, it has has proven to be the better player thus far um but all this ultimately comes down to What's important to to him? Important to Mike Daniels? Is it getting uh, what he believes to be his market value uh, and and get as much as he want as he can? Is it about status? Uh, does he you know in addition to the the money thing? Does it is it important to him that he is you know a starter or whatever? Or is he more interested in in you know getting a maybe not quite as much, uh, but being part of a, you know, something that he believes can, can lead to a championship. Um, and I don't know the answer to that question. And, you know, the the fact that the Browns, like they did with Gerald McCoy, had him first in, uh, he was there for, he was the first visit, uh, came here, uh, at least suggests that, You know, again, there's a credibility there, and certainly his relationship with uh, former uh, Packers front office guys that are here now probably helped in that case. But you know, it's hard to know. And and as it turned out, you know, when the Browns didn't get Gerald McCoy, they apparently lowballed him. And are they going to? Are they trying to do that here with Daniels, or is there a more serious offer? uh and then you know if he goes through with visits elsewhere and then ultimately picks the browns then we'll have a good sense for that but that's you know th- that's the question that's going to come down is if and when you know wherever Daniel signs what are the how serious were the browns on him how serious are they about trying to upgrade this position and that's that's an important question and I think you know, part of this should be, and it should have been the case with McCoy. Is you can create three million worth of room pretty quickly by getting rid of Chris Smith. I don't think he has a future here, um, and that's three million that conceivably go to a Daniels or, you know, what was McCoy. So that's fascinating to see. I I, I cannot stress how much I would feel better about having. Uh, Mike Daniels on this football team because, you know, the, the, the defensive tackle depth scares the crap out of me. Uh, I'm hoping that I see more of that, but it, it's not random and it's not for funsies that the Browns. <laughs> the second, Gerald McCoy came available. The Browns got him in for the visit the first and it's not, you know, it's it's the same with Mike Daniels. Clearly, the Browns ha- see an issue. Because they aren't bringing in a bunch of other positions to look at. Look,
0: create. look, Corey Leggett's still out there, but I mean, it, it's these are big, big names, and you're not just inviting them in to say, "Hey, if you're traveling across the country, stop on by." You know, we'll, we'll give you a bagel and some coffee.
1: Right. So uh, clearly, they, they recognize an issue, uh, and, and how serious do are they taking it? And and again, I, the, the thing I don't know with. with with, when Gerald McCoy was around is that they have an inkling that this might happen. And in which case they sort of always looked at Mike Daniels as a fallback and maybe they take it more seriously than they, than they did with McCoy. Uh, That sort of the, the one of the questions that remains to be answered. Uh, But uh, you know, in the same way, and, and I don't think it will be regarded the same way, but it's, either as big if maybe not potentially a little bit bigger than if they were to get McCoy because Mike Daniels has played well. I think Personally, given on, on what he's had, you know, he's, he's missed some time in the last two seasons. He only played a, 10 games last year, and he played 14 the year before. It might help him that he doesn't have to take on quite the load. It uh, might help in terms of longevity over the course of the season, and certainly the Packers' season uh, last year went down the crapper, so they you know may have shut him down as opposed to uh, having him sort of gut it out. But these are all things that could potentially uh, be a better situation for, for Daniels. But, you know, it's like with Gerald McCoy, the Browns encouraged him to go find, you know, see what other teams were offering and, and, and you know, come here because he wants to be here for the for all those reasons. And that's great. I have no problem with that. But at the same time, you know, they have to put, a better offer than they did with McCoy.
0: Well, and also, look, uh, John Dorsey, if you're just doing this to F with me and Pete's minds, uh, we're good. That's fine. Just But look, you, you got to do something. You got to, got to do something. Um, Giovanni Ruiz just threw this over. Um, Donald Penn is actually headed to the Washington Redskins um, about a possible signing. So Trent Williams, maybe there will be some movement there. Uh, I don't think bringing in Donald Penn is going to uh, get Trent Williams to show up to your training camp. So uh, whatever your plans are there, Washington, uh, who knows. Uh, But you know, but I always think Pete, you know, if you draft a quarterback, you know, at 14 or 15 in the first round, first thing you should totally do is go screwing around with your franchise potential maybe one day down the road Hall of Fame left tackle. That really seems like a smart move to do as a football organization.
1: Right, so it seems like there's more details available with the Trent Richardson thing. I gather there was a a growth on his head that ultimately has been removed, but apparently he was unhappy with how uh, either how quickly the, the the Raiders, or I'm sorry, the Redskins found it uh, and opted to want to deal with it is, I guess, the issue here. Or maybe they didn't take it as seriously as he would have liked uh, finding out apparently after what he was dealing with. But that's apparently where this whole thing st- stems from. Uh, I, I still expect you know, they're, they're not going to get rid of him. I, you know, I, I, Donald Penn doesn't, it's a body. Uh, certainly he, he has a name. Uh, you're the Redskins. You should certainly do everything possible to try to find anything that can, can keep uh, what ultimately is going to be probably Dwayne Haskins playing uh, upright. So, you know, it's one of those things that, that, that you're going to try to get every qualified possible guy out there that could, Could help you so I mean if it doesn't work Whatever I don't I I haven't seen that they've made any Substantial commitment to him so they could Easily move on but I don't I don't think this Trent Williams situation gets resolved quickly I do Think ultimately he's going to end up being stuck there One way or the other Uh, But in the meantime you need Guys that can practice and at least Donald Penn can do that I guess as you try to sort this thing Out but yeah I mean look the, the Redskins are A mess uh, they they continue to be a mess, and this is coming from a team who understands what a mess looks like. But Daniel Snyder is uh, now uh, pretty sadly the worst owner in the NFL uh, since the Browns at least have stumbled into this, uh, some some potential here. Uh, so you know until they figure themselves out, and, and Bruce Allen seems to be you know beyond Daniel Snyder. I think Bruce Allen is the just an awful awful human being. Has apparently chased out any number of capable employees out of that building. That things are not going to improve until they sort of have a come to Jesus moment with who they are and where they actually want to go and how they're actually going to get there in a, in a in a manner that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, and it's you know it's a shame the way it is. I mean, you know Haskins, and then you throw Sweat in. That's a nice first round. Those are going to be some cornerstones to turn your franchise around. But you certainly have your doubts about how the ship is about <laughs> how the bus is being driven. Um from Lucky uh at Luckbuck again, always thanks for the questions. If the Browns were to go 11 and 5, stay healthy. How many games are we talking about how many, how many how if the Browns go 11 and 5, Pete, is that and say they win their first playoff game, is that good enough where there'll be a second game in Cleveland or is then they're on the road. You got to figure the AFC West. You got to figure New England. You got to figure Indianapolis. For me, it, it, it's one game. I don't think they're going to get a second home game unless somebody pulls a huge upset out of their ass. Um,
1: I wouldn't expect that to be the case. I mean, look, if 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 they a get to the playoffs at eleven and five and win a game, I think the Browns will be happy to play on the moon. Uh, it don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, good point gives? A, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't think anyone stands out as like a team that's going to run away and just dominate their division. I mean, even if you're looking at the Patriots, and, and, and I expect they'll win the division, but I don't know if it'll be as comfortably as they have in years past uh, just because they are, you know, missing some guys. Like, obviously, Gronkowski's gone, uh, and there are some guys who, you know, they, they aren't able to replace so quickly I they may well still end up with the first the number one overall seed but uh nobody in the AFC South stand looks like I mean maybe the Colts uh and well, the run, one
0: thing I'm thinking is I think the Colts are going to have an easy run of it so you know if the Colts went 12 and 4 because they went 6 and 0 in the AFC South it wouldn't stun me
1: yeah I, I suppose that's that's true um You know, I'd like to think the Jaguars are at least going to be frisky. You know, I'd like to What do you mean,
0: Leonard Fournette already found that hamstring injury? Way to get yourself out of camp, Leonard. The Leonard Fournette itinerary. I ain't here for training camp. Oh, hamstring.
1: Yeah, well, some of us didn't think that guy was going to be worth the trouble, and some of us have been right about that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, there are a couple teams that look like they, they could potentially break out and have a huge season, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, nobody ends up with 12 wins in the AFC just by virtue of uh, some decline and some other teams getting better. The Colts certainly could be uh, a team that fit- falls in the mix, but I think the AFC North is going to be difficult enough that uh, if you can get out of it at all, you're going to be thrilled. So, you know, if they play, could they end up with another home game? Sure. Do I expect it? No.
0: And look, uh... One home game, and if they were to win it, <laughs> that, that, that's enough. I, I'm not saying that's what, you know, not to have bigger expectations, but just to think to go from 0-16 to 7-8-1 and 1, to winning a game in first energy in January. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the goddamn path you want to be on. Uh, from James Tony, how did Jeff and Pete meet? It's actually funny. Uh, look, football Twitter, the circles are huge, and you usually end up talking a lot. With almost everybody. Pete and I, we didn't really talk much. Um, There were times, uh, I know Pete and I did cover the first round together with Bill Carroll, James Coburn of, I guess, what was then, Pete, 2017 draft. You know, we're talking about Miles Garrett going number one overall. But when I started taking this over in the fall of seventeen. Uh, James Coburn, mutual friend, you know, a guy we talk about a lot on the show. Um, he's par, a huge with the market share, and you know it's something that Pete and I, we like that analytic. We, we like to use it, and you know, James' stuff goes back ages, 30 years, You know, to compare player positions and stuff of that nature. And you know, James one day threw me a DM, and he's like, you, you probably should have Pete on. He's like, you usually try to take the good side of approach. He's like, Pete does not give an F. If he thinks it's a turd, he's gonna tell you it's a turd. And almost two years later. Yeah, thanks, James Coburn. It worked out pretty well, Pete.
1: Yeah, I mean, there well, part of this is the there's the element of everybody has a show and everybody needs guests. Uh so there, there's a, there's a part of this <laughs> yeah. Some element you're you're looking for anybody. Uh because it's just there's just so many like uh, there's so many podcasts there's so many you know you need to find guests or, or ways to fill airtime or whatever there's you know you you sort of naturally get run I mean for a long time uh one year uh Ben Albright and myself were constantly on uh found ourselves on 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 uh, Bill carroll's uh podcast uh you know and now like where Ben Albright is I mean that's sort of where this thing goes i mean there are so many spots to fill in terms of guessing that that you're gonna one way or the other you tend to bump into each other somehow and then you know some in some ways uh you know, there's a there's a reasonable flow and uh things that work out and unfortunately that has been the case to this point but yeah i mean it's very if you are like you have the time and you put yourself out there to, to be willing to do guest spots. You can uh, run into a whole lot of people.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing that is great about Pete is uh, Pete is pretty good with his flexibility to my schedule of, you know, wife, two kids, and everything that's got to go on. And I'm always appreciative of that, you know, even if the last couple of days he's violated the Tom Coughlin rules. But we'll let that go. We'll let that go because it's normally me. Um if I were the – if we were both playing for Tom Coughlin, I'd be the one running guessers every single day about 360 out of 365 days a year. Uh, so that's how you know, – that all came to pass. Um Look, it's absolutely great to actually have football to talk about. So that that's been fun. We're going to get to continue to be able to do this. Uh, you know, great day. Uh, you know, the excitement there, and everybody at camp today. Uh, the amount of messages I'm getting, DMs. Everybody, I am glad you are all fired the hell up. Uh, you should be. We we've waited long enough. Uh, Pete, uh, obviously, I know you were you know pretty much tied up most of the day. Anything you need to slip in here? Anything we may have missed?
1: Uh, no, I, you know, once I get off here, I will be chopping up uh, interviews, uh, but the press conferences and trying to uh, get sort of the the best parts of that for people. Uh, so that'll be what I'm working on. That'll be a big part. I mean, I, fortunately, I, this next week, um, I have a great deal of flexibility. So I'll be able to catch up on all that stuff and sort of uh, be more on top of things, I suppose, uh, you know. So that's always helpful. But yeah. It'll be catching up, getting on top of being able to push out more stuff.
0: Uh, which, you know. which means Pete and the East Street Sparrow staff has run the players significantly into the ground now, and now they're ready to just start game planning and things of that nature and putting in the, and putting in, you know, everything. Uh, the players will has been broken. And now it's time to really just go to work on the simpler stuff. Um, a friend of the show and, uh, always there sometimes when I need some edit, edit stuff. Uh, Mac, Ro- Mac Robinson, he's been on the show before was part of Brown's wire. Just want to congratulate him. He's going to now go help out with the guys over at the OBR. Look, everybody's growing and that's just the way it goes. I mean, you, you, everybody steps up the ladder, but Mac is a great dude and, uh, happy for him. And he's always, Younger guy, but always kind, and guys like him—that those are the guys that find their way climbing a ladder because you know you put in the effort. You be a good person. That happens for you. So congratulations to him. Um, like I said, um, at BrownsMaven, throw a follow over there on Twitter for Pete. BrownsMaven.com. Go over there. Become a member. You know, get involved in the conversations. That will help Pete out and, and with his work and obviously now with real football I'll talk about and Pete getting through this tough part at the beginning of the season, of his season rather, you're going to get a lot more content and a lot of more stuff put out. So go ahead be a part of that over there. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. On the big Twitter machine, uh, the show itself at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Throw a follow over there. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, DMs are open everywhere, both accounts, and it, it's good now because we're starting to get some more football stuff related into into it. Not just porn bots. Thank God for that. So I appreciate you guys. Um, again, just you know uh, that with the iTunes rating reviews, you know help out Pete, you know where he can with his work, guys. Always appreciated. Like we're, we're excited, to, we're excited to have football talk about. We're excited for where this could be headed, and it's just you know Daniels. Look, it, we've already done this once with McCoy. We're not going to do this again. He comes, he comes, he goes somewhere else. He does at this point. Hopefully, they just will continue the, with the fact that. There is a need and at the defensive tackle position, and you want to just be able to give these guys enough blows where you're getting close to 100% on every snap of that. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.